Today on Bible Conversations, we're going to be talking about in need. Welcome back to another episode. It has been quite a while. If you are a faithful listener to Bible Conversations, I I know that that we've been missing, <laughs> that we, we've been absent, but it has been a, a busy summer. It has been um, a wild month of July, but uh, Chris and I, we're back today, and we're ready to bring y'all some more content. Yeah, we're excited. Uh, you know, it's been, as Dylan said, an incredibly busy summer, and we're sorry that we haven't had really the time to put out podcasts and episodes and uh, content for y'all, but uh, we are grateful to y'all for, for still listening. Um, you know, we uh, didn't have the best month, but it was still a solid month, uh, especially considering we didn't have. Um, yeah, st- still grateful to everyone for yeah for going back and listening to the ones that um, that you may have missed in the past. I mean, I guess that's maybe the perk of not putting out one yeah. on a regular basis. Is yeah, uh, y'all still want to go back and listen to listen to the ones you may have missed? But yeah, just humbled that you guys want to listen to us. Um, so, but uh, but anyway, we're talking about being in need today. Yeah, and uh, I, I know that. At least pretty soon you're going to be talking about this uh, in a in a different setting and uh, from from the pulpit and you know I I think it's great that we get to talk about it now yeah so well I, you, I kind of like that because yeah you know it gives me a little bit of of time to talk out my thoughts yeah. and uh, and really run through it before I actually preach it on Sunday night yeah. so um, one thing we we did want to mention before is um, we think I mean we have a good feeling that. Mm. Most of you who are listening to this are may, may, may be Christians, but are at the very least um, believers in, in God, believers yep. in a, a God of the heaven, Jehovah. Yes. Um, and that's going to be important for today's topic, um, you know, starting with the, the, the fundamental belief that there is a God. Um, one of the reasons we think that is because we went through an entire series talking about the the attributes of God, uh, our God is series. And we didn't get any negative comments, any, any negative <laughs> feedback saying, no, y- y'all are wrong on this. So, yeah. um, so I'm pretty sure that most everyone listening to this, um, believes in God at the very least. Um, and so with that being said, we'll, we'll get to why that's important here in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to jump into the first thing that, that we're really in need of. And I don't know if anybody, who would disagree with this? It, it kind of, I already disagree. It, it kind of seems like a, <laughs> a, a very simple statement, but we're yeah. in need of love. Yes, very much. I can't disagree with that. Uh, very, very much. So I, man, I, so I know we have, uh, we've been talking a little bit about how, you know, we, we, our church theme for this year is one. Yes. Right. And I, I had mentioned that, uh, you know, an idea I had for our church theme next year, uh, l- listeners, if y'all want to send an email and encourage Dylan to approve of this, it'd be great, but, uh, <laughs> that our church theme for next year should be love, uh, because, and this world has just been in turmoil and, in, and, in just in need of love, in need of love. I mean, just plain <laughs> and simple, right? It's been in need of love. And so, uh, anyway, I'll let, I'll let you get to, to the verses we're going to be talking well, about, but I agree with that really, wholeheartedly. It, it, boils down to two parts in my head is that every individual is in need of feeling that love yep. in need of being being loved mm-hmm. you know re- receiving love yeah um but also we're all in need of of having love in our hearts to give yeah um because it's only it's only so great if you receive something but don't 
give something else back, right? Yes. If if you receive all the love in the world, well, that's gonna that's great. You know, that's that's gonna be encouraging. That's gonna be uplifting. But if you don't give out love, then you're you're not fulfilling your side. Yeah. Um, a little example to go along with that, which I find pretty interesting. Um, over in the the nation of Israel in the Bible lands, as, as we call it. If you look in the maps in the back of your Bible, you'll see two seas there, the Sea of Galilee and the Dead Sea. And what we find there is that the Jordan River runs through um, from the north to the south, and it runs down into the Sea of Galilee, big Sea of Galilee there, and then the Jordan River continues on the south side of the sea mm-hmm. and uh, continues flowing after it collects in that that body of water in, in Galilee, it continues on flowing and, and continues flowing south and and then uh, flows into the Dead Sea. But the Dead Sea is where it stops. Yeah. The, the River of Jordan doesn't continue flowing after the Dead Sea. And if you know anything about those, those two lakes or seas, you know that the Sea of Galilee is flowing with so many um, types of, of animals and fish and and um, underwater plants. Yeah. <laughs> it is just a, a beautiful sight for scuba divers uh, to go down there and look at that. But the Dead Sea, on the other hand, is well by its name, it's it's dead. <laughs> there there is very little life, if any, there. It's so salty there, and, I mean, and so salty you can float. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's a really good example for us in our lives that, uh, not just with love, I'm, I'm using the example of love today, but, but with anything in your life, if you receive, but, but do not give forgiveness, then you're, you're dead inside. But if you receive, but also give, that's where you find life inside. And we see that in the sea of Galilee, there's life inside because it receives from the Jordan, but it also gives back to the Jordan river. The Dead Sea only receives; it does not give. Yeah. Um, and with, with our love, we ev- everybody is in need of of receiving love. Yes, but everybody is also in need of of giving love. Well, and that that reminded me of a of a verse. Um, and you know, we don't ever see Jesus saying this, but we see in Acts chapter twenty, verse thirty five, that here Luke is writing that Jesus said. Mm-hmm. This thing, and so in verse th- verse thirty five, it says, "I have shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak, and remember the words of the Lord Jesus that He said, it is more blessed to give mm-hmm. than to receive.'" And so I, I think so many people want to receive. I want this. I want this. I want this. I want this, and they're not willing to give of anything, and that is just such a I don't know, such a selfish way to live, and it's a sad way to live when we're so self focused that we can't think about giving to others. Yeah. Well, and, and the sad reality is that, um, if you just look around in our culture today, that, that people are always wondering like, what's in it for me? Yes. Um, I, I need, I need to feel that love. Why does nobody love me? Well, what love do you have for other people? What, what love are you giving it? And to be honest, we see that also with Christians mm-hmm. <laughs> on, on Sunday morning. There'll, there'll be sometimes that folk, brothers and sisters that we worship with on Sunday will come up to me and be like, you know, I, I just didn't get that much out of service this morning. I didn't get that much out of worship service. And my question always is, I, I don't always say it to people because yeah. I don't want to come across controversial, but, but my question that I always think at least is, well, what did you put into worship? If you didn't get anything out, did you put anything in? Yeah. Probably not. So I heard about two years ago at a uh, summer series at, at, at an SYS, um, Steve Miner was preaching. I still remember this this lesson. 
He was talking about worship and how important it is that we need to give all in our worship. Mm -hmm. When you sing, you need to sing. Not only do you need to sing, but you need to sing loudly. You need to sing with understanding. And then you need like, you need to understand what you're actually singing. It's not just going through the rote memorization of it, right? Yeah. And he says that there, there are people that will come up to him and, man, I just didn't, I didn't get anything out of worship, just like you were saying, right? And his response is, okay, we weren't here for you. <laughs> Like, we're not here for you. Yeah, we're, we're not here, here to worship you. We're here to worship God, <laughs> yeah. right? And so that, that goes to your point of, right? Like, well, what have you put into it? Yeah. If you're going to worship to get something out of it, you're going to worship for the wrong reason. Yeah. Now, if you go to worship, you should get something out of it. If right? you put something in. If you put something in. Yeah. Right? When you give to somebody, you should get something out of it, a, a feeling of contentment, a feeling of happiness. Something yeah. You're going to well, receive. Th- that is if worship is set up in the right way. Yes. Th- there's a lot of places you can go to worshiping and feel like you get something out of it. Yeah. And it's completely nothing. Yeah. Um, and th- this can be a whole other conversation about worship. Yeah. I actually had a Bible study with our college group here a few weeks ago in which we talked about worship. And yeah. and one of the things that, that I brought up to him is, is what is a, a spiritual person? How would you define someone who's spiritual? And, and the answers bounced around different things, different various things. But it really concluded with um, the, the idea that it's someone who, who shows a lot of emotion, who is very – very emotional in their worship. That's someone who's very spiritual, you know, very <laughs> heartfelt. And I was like, that is wrong. Yeah, it's not true. <laughs> um, I mean, it's what the world sees is yeah. someone who's spiritual. Wow, that person's spiritual. They're standing on the street corner, lifting their hands to God and saying, thank you that I'm not like this tax collector. Look how spiritual they are. Yeah. Um, that's not spiritual. Yeah. If, we, if we look at the biblical definition of, of someone who's spiritual, it's someone who has understanding and knowledge. And so, and then does something with that. Exactly. So, so back to worship. If we go to worship with that understanding and that knowledge of, of who Christ is, what he did, the sacrifice that, that he made for us and, yeah. and our response to that, then the emotion will come later, but yeah. the emotion's not the goal. Yeah. And so if you're looking for something out of worship, just, just for that, and you end up finding it somewhere without putting some putting anything in. Yeah. That means you're going to a concert. Um, yeah. If if you go to worship and put in your knowledge and your understanding, you will get emotion. You will get that that yeah. feeling out of it. It's just like your relationships in the world. There's a reason that husbands and wives cry with one another when someone from their spouse's family has a loss. Yeah. Because you have that emotional connection. connection. That that. Yeah understanding and that knowledge that drives the emotion. Yep. Um, so anyways, that's a, a little sidebar. A little but. sidebar, but, but to the, it still holds the same point, right? I mean, we're in need of love in the same way. We, we are in need of worshiping our God. Yeah. I mean, there, there are so many things that we need to do in this life. And all of those things that we need to do revolve around God yeah. and others, right? Like there's nothing really aside from eating, right? <laughs> and drinking water. And breathing. <laughs> and breathing. That, that we need to do for ourselves. Yeah. Right? When we provide for others, we do provide for ourselves. Uh, and, and I think it's so important that we do understand that it that we are in need of serving. We are in need of God. We are in need of love. We are in need of worshiping him. We, we're in need of a lot of things. Yeah. And, and most of the things that we do in this life are wants and desires and not needs. Yeah. And, well, one more example. Um, you know... We've had Everett on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. Um, Brother Everett, he's a, a good friend, a mentor that we both look up to. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And last year we spent a lot of time talking with him about sermon prep, about yep. how to present a, a biblical lesson to a public audience. And yep. one of the things that he always stressed is that you preach from the overflow. Yep. In other words, as you're filling your own cup with scripture, make sure that you're not emptying your cup in order to preach people. Make sure yeah. that you are preaching from whatever's overflowing because your cup is so full. Yeah. Because you are so in, in, in Scripture that your cup is overflowing yeah. and preach from that. You should spend marginally more time in Scripture than you do preaching. Exactly. Is, and, is the point there. And, it, that, that's the point. But um, where I find the connection is that we we study in order so our cup can overflow mm-hmm. so that we can be a blessing to other people. Yep. Um, and, and we're in need of that study. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, one more thing about love. I don't think we can talk about love without going to first Corinthians 13. Um, <laughs> I feel like, um, uh, that would be when we get some, uh, remarks in our emails about, how Hey, y'all didn't not, do this. <laughs> how did you not do that? Um, but first Corinthians 13 is of course the love chapter. Um, and there's a lot of things that we can turn to, um, and, and look at through here. Um, but in verse eight, it says love never ends. Yep. Um, it talks about all these other things that, that will pass away when, when the perfect comes, which as we know, the, the perfect is, is scripture. And um, we can have a conversation about that as far as the, the Greek goes about, um, it's not talking about Christ. It's not talking about um, the church. It's talking about scripture. You can um, see that through the Greek language about what it means by the perfect coming. Um, but love, it never ends. Yeah. So things will end, but love never does. And so um, no matter what it is in this life that that we feel, hey, I'm talented in this way. Uh, I've been been blessed with this. Yeah. Things come and go, whether your your talents are are athletics, whether your talents are are um, technical knowledge or if you're book smart, um, whatever it may be, yeah. those talents come and go. I know a lot of people who are athletic and they get older and lose their athleticism. Well, I know. Speaking of that, we, uh, <laughs> so I, I feel like I was, was pretty athletic as, as when I was younger. I'm not old, but, um, you know, I mean, I played collegiate tennis. I was on scholarship. I, you know, I, I, I did, did pretty well for myself. I was mm-hmm. pretty athletic. We, uh, we just had what we do is mysterious Thursday and we went out and played some soccer and, and about halfway through my lower back, I started to have to like stop running as hard and stop doing as much. It's, it's true. I mean, it doesn't matter how athletic you are, how in shape you are, the older you get, the harder it is to do the things that you've once done. Mm-hmm. And, what, um, what you're, you've been blessed with talents yeah, wise. Yeah. yeah. Still they, they go away, but, um, but love does not love does. And that's, that's the awesome thing is that, yeah. that love never, fades away that that it's always there it's always always available and that everyone needs it yeah and so i i saw this post on instagram the other day um Mm -hmm. from a friend in college and and he said that he's always been afraid of heights but he went on this hiking trail a pretty dangerous hiking trail from the pictures that i saw um but it was where he was on a very steep cliff and and he he climbed it because he told himself i am no longer going to be afraid of heights yeah and that's just that that's kind of the way our our minds work sometimes is that if we tell ourselves i'm going to be loving then you will be loving or if you tell yourself i'd like to be more loving then it, it's not going to happen until you say i will yeah. um and and it, that's what we see with everything in our confession of of Christ. Yeah. Um, we don't just stand up and say, 
I'd like to believe that Jesus is the son of God. It's a, I do believe that Jesus is the son of God. And people need to stand up and say today, I am going to be loving. Not, yes. I'd like to see our world be a lot more loving. I'd like to see people love one another more. I am going to be loving. Well, First John chapter 4, I think we should also go there. Yeah. We're going to talk about love. I think First Corinthians 13, right? Uh, and you know verse 13 of, of chapter 13, right? Now faith, hope, and love abide, and the greatest of these is love. love yeah. Well, First John chapter 4, starting in verse 7, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. And we'll talk about that here in a little bit, Mm -hmm. about being in need of Christ. But beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Yeah. And I think it is so telling that we are so lacking in love in this world. Uh, you know, I've, I've heard recently, and I, I, I'm not going to say that this is true of everyone, but I think as a generalized statement of those who profess to be Christians, it is true that sometimes people in the world are more loving than we are. Um, you know, we, we see someone commit a sin and man, we, we want forgiveness of sins when we've sinned, but we are so slow to forgive others of sins when they've sinned against us. And, yep. uh, that's just not loving and love is, is a tough thing to do. The, you know, the agape love, the phileo love, the, it's just hard. Yeah. It's not easy to do. Well, I think part of the problem is that it, it shows the priorities of people, yeah. um, when we read that that God first loved us, that's why he sent Christ. Anyone who still stands up and says, I want to feel loved. Well, that's because your priorities are in the love of people and in the love of of material things and not in the love of God. Um, And so anyone who says, well, I'll give love when I receive love, Guess what? You already have. Backwards. Yeah. Backwards thinking too. Not yeah. only have you received it, right? And so you need to give it. But you should be the one giving it. Yeah. You should never be the one just waiting to receive something. Well, I mean, th- there really is no wait. You already have received it. Yeah. Everybody, all the world has received it because yeah. God first loved us. So I don't know if I've shared this on here. Um, but I knew a guy a couple of years ago who uh, was really, really depressed and down. Mm-hmm. It's about Thanksgiving time, and Thanksgiving time that that month of November is when most people kind of reflect on what they're thankful for. Yeah, up until Black Friday, and <laughs> up until the afternoon of Thanksgiving Day. Yes. Uh, you know, but you, you you take some time to reflect. And I made a uh, you know a goal to to see this guy and and figure out what he had done after it all happened. And he had told me that he spent that month, and he posted on Facebook or in a text message or however it was. And he he sent out every day a message to one person in his life that had really impacted his life for the better. Um, and it wasn't just like, hey, I love you, man. It was a heartfelt, longer, genuine message of thankfulness. By the end of that month, this guy, you know, he wasn't perfect again. He wasn't cured of the depression but he felt so much better. Oh yeah. Because the responses that he got humbled him as well. 
yeah. and showed the thankfulness that others have for him. But he had to get out there first, right? And so as you're, as you're making the point, Jesus has gone first. He's already done it. Mm-hmm. And so everything that follows from us should be a response to the love that Jesus has shown us. Yeah. So did you have anything else? No, or, n- not about love. Um, what else you got? But in the response that, that Christ – or in the response we have because of Christ's love yeah. for us, the other thing that we're in need of, and I think this is a, an incredibly important one, is that we're in need of revival. Okay. We are in need of that fire being lit within, yep. that passion for Christ, that like what Jeremiah says in, in chapter How can I um, 20, verse 9, I think. I don't know. I'm going to have to fact check myself on that. Let me, let me um, look it up. You but, keep talking. But uh, he, he says, even if I tried to say, you know, I, I'm not going to talk about God, I'm not going to speak of his name anymore. It's like there's a fire shut up, shut up in my bones. I, I can't. I'm weary with holding it in. In other words, he's saying I'm going to explode if I don't talk about God. Yeah. And it is. It we, is 29. Chapter 20, verse chapter nine. 20, verse nine. So he, he got it. He says, then I said, I will not make mention of him nor speak any more in his name. But his word was in my heart like a burning fire shut up in my bones. I was weary of holding it back and I could not. Yeah. He's like, I'm on actually on fire. It's yeah. physical pain that it's causing me yeah. because I'm not talking about God. And that doesn't exist anymore. That quite plainly, that does not exist in our society. Society, but even in the church. Yep. Even within the, the church, it doesn't exist. Oh, um, well, they're better at speaking than I am. Oh, boy, howdy. Let me tell you about this. So <laughs> I was talking on this past Sunday night um, to our adults for our VBS lesson. We yep. just had VBS this past week. It was awesome. It the was. kids loved it. They were singing their songs, having a blast. But each night when the kids went off, we had adult lessons. And mm-hmm. I was uh, speaking for the Sunday night one for the adults talking about David and Goliath. And yep. one of the, the things that was so important that I tried to help people to realize is that David was was not – important. He was not special. He stood up and said, I'm not going to let Goliath defy the armies of the living God. And so, and and God was with him when he went down to that battle and he killed Goliath. But it could have been anybody else. It could have been any other Israelite. It could have been any of David's brothers that stood up and said, I am not going to let Goliath defy the armies of the living God. And God would have been with them too. Yeah. They could have gone down and killed Goliath too. Yeah. Well, David think, was just the one that stood up and, and said yeah. it. And so for anybody that says, oh, it needs to be somebody better at public speaking. Oh, it needs to be somebody this or that. It's a ridiculous thought process because well, there was nothing special about David. Well, what I agree and disagree with that. I think what made David special was that he was willing to stand up. Was that he was willing to. Right. Yeah. That's what made him special. But in the sense of he was – extraordinary, right? That he was something different than everybody else, that he was set apart from everybody else in the sense of he was better and stronger and faster, et cetera. No. He was short. That's what the word ruddy means. Yeah, Yeah, he was a handsome kid, but he was young. He was the youngest of all his brothers. What what made him special was that he was willing to stand up and to speak, right? And and I think think that's what we, we fail to realize today is that in our us being special comes from Jesus. It doesn't yeah. come from anything that we are. It doesn't, right? Like, what's what's the song? Um, not because of what I've done, but because of who you are. Not because of who I am, but because of what you've done. Yeah. 
Um, I am a flower quickly fading. Yeah. What's the name? What's the name of that song? Tomorrow. Um, a wave tossed in the ocean, a vapor <laughs> in the wind. I have to think through it. Yeah. Um, we'll get there in a little bit. But anyway, that song always reminds me that, man, it is not anything about me. There's nothing about me. Everything that we do in this life, and I'm realizing this more and more because of the topic that I had at VBS, mm-hmm. uh, which is God is great. Uh, God has given us everything, right? John 1, 1, for no, or I guess John 1, 3 is probably what it is, but um, you know, for, for nothing in this world was created without Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right? Jesus was there in the beginning. Yeah. And everything that has been made has been made because of Jesus, yeah. right? These these laptops that we have, these these microphones that we're currently using, the software, the yeah. uh, the the building that we're the in, new everything. The that my wife was watching during cr- yeah. the Cradle Roll class at VBS. All of that, <laughs> everything that we can create, everything that we can do, everything that all of that is only possible because God has given us that ability. Yeah, uh, and, and I think that's so so incredibly important uh, for us to realize and. Anyway, well, well, when we do realize it, that's what starts that fire. That's what starts that that you know revival, as I call it. Um, I heard a preacher say one time that um, if the Lord took away the Holy Spirit from this congregation, we would function the same way tomorrow as we do today. In other words, we would never even realize it. And to be honest, I think there's a whole lot of churches, uh, specifically here in America, but probably across the world. Yeah. That that statement would be true for. Well, I'm that, curious. This, this is more just conjecture and thought. I'm curious how many churches are currently operating without the Spirit. Hmm. I don't know. Just food, you know, food for thought. Just food for thought, right? Like <laughs> how how many people are genuinely attempting to worship God, but doing so in such a way that the Spirit is not in them and not with them. Hmm. Um, I I'm not making any claims. I'm not condemning anyone. I'm just you saying that just kind of provoked that thought in me and I figured I'd share that. But yeah. um the but, the the fire thing, I sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but yeah, you're good. Uh, the, the fire thing kind of reminds me of Acts chapter four, verse twenty. Yeah. Uh so this is this is Paul, uh sorry not Paul, this is Peter and John and they're they're being brought in before uh the the, the council, before the Pharisees and the Sadducees and verse eighteen says they called them and commanded them not to speak at all or teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said to them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than God you judge, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. Mm-hmm. Man, they saw Jesus die on the cross. They yeah. saw him rise from the grave, right? They saw yeah. him physically in front of them, yeah, alive. Touch the hand, the holes in his hands and in his sides. And I mean, how are you not going to speak about they, that? They, they sat down and had meals with him yeah. after they had seen him hung on a cross and take his last breath. Yeah. They the, ate you you can't him. not talk about that. You can't not, right? It wasn't that Jesus died. Everybody yeah. dies. Yeah. They talked about Jesus. And it wasn't Jesus. that they thought, was that Jesus that we saw over there? Yeah. Maybe on that road, maybe passing by. They sat down, visited, had a meal with him, touched his hands. They knew it was him. Absolutely. And, and you know, the reality is, is that we're not Christians because Jesus died. We're Christians because he rose. Mm-hmm. And we're Christians because he has given us the opportunity to forgive our sins. Yeah. And um, I know we'll get to that here in a little bit, but before we jump into that, is there anything else that you wanted yeah, to... Yeah, I just... It, it's one of those things that I'm I'm sick and tired of being in a world that is honestly in darkness because yeah. it's not on fire. Yeah. That 
it's 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 in coldness because it's not on fire. Yep. And love is the the first step of it. Standing yep. up and saying, "I'm going to be loving today." Yeah. Uh, whether you are a typically loving person or not, make the decision. You know what? I'm not going to be afraid of heights anymore. You know, you know what? I'm going to be loving today. Well, but it, it goes further than that into a, I'm going to be on fire for Christ. I'm going yeah. to, to make him my number one priority. I'm, I'm going to live my life for him. To live is Christ. To die is gain. I'm going to do everything I can to please the son because when Jesus was here on the earth, he did everything to please the father. He was so obsessed with pleasing God the Father yeah. that he was sweating drops of blood. We need to be so obsessed with pleasing Christ. Yeah. Well, and the reality is, is that we do need to be loving. That does not mean we need to be accepting of sin, yeah. right? Those are two different things. And I think what, what the world has gotten wrong today is, well, you're supposed to be Christians. You're supposed to be loving. Well, yes, doesn't mean we accept sin, right? Jesus uh, didn't accept the rich young ruler that came to him, right? He says, you know, sell all that you have, give it to the poor. Yeah. Jesus was sorrowful about that. He didn't He didn't want that man to, you know, he, he man did everything that he was supposed to. He followed the law up until that point. Jesus said, sell all that you have. And man went away sorrowful yeah. because he had a great many possessions. But we do but need to be loving. Even, and it's it, in our response to sin. It's in our response yeah. to people. It's in our response to life that we show how we are loving. So yeah. we're we're, well, we're both advocating for the same thing. Even the, the story with the adulterous woman, mm-hmm. um, yeah. who people will turn to and see, boom, the grace of Jesus right there. He was he was loving to her. He he didn't uh, condemn her. But what did he say to her at the end? Go and sin no more. Exactly. You you gotta knock off the the sinful part of your life and be obsessed with pleasing Christ. Yep. Um, yep. and, and that, that's love tied in right there with it. Yes. So, and I think, and we might need to even just do a podcast on, on what love truly is. Yeah. Um, but, but I agree. I, I think we do, we need to, we need love in this world. We, you know, we, we need Christ. We need, we need to serve God. Yeah. Um, so. Well, we said at the beginning, it's going to be a, a, an important note um, that all of our listeners here are have a belief in God. Yes. Are at least have the, the fundamental belief that there is a God, um, whether you are a, a Christian or not, starting with that be- fundamental belief is important yeah. for this last point here because we're all in need of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, we've been hitting at this the whole way because yes. how can you talk about love and, and being on fire without talking about Christ? But... Um, we we are in desperate need of Christ yeah. because when we talk about love, of course, there's the the relationship between ourselves and others. When we talk about being on fire, yeah. there's still that relationship between ourselves and others and mm-hmm. encouraging each other along the way. Yeah. Um, but in all reality, where everything is fixed and where everything is is perfect is in Christ. Yes. We we shouldn't be having the conversation of hey you get you get closer to me because I'm getting closer to Christ. We shouldn't have the conversation get closer to me because because I'm already planted here closer to Christ than you are. You know, yeah. it, it's a you may be all the way over there and I may be all the way over here. Yeah. But if we come together, we're we're coming to the cross. If we if we both work at becoming more loving, both work at at being obsessed about pleasing. 
Christ. Yeah. We're coming to him together. And, and that's where unity is found. That's where being of one mind and one body is found is yeah. in Christ. Well, and I, I view it as a triangle. Right. So you've got in, in, in this triangle, you've got Jesus, you've got God, the spirit, right? You've, you've got God yeah. at the head, at the very top of the triangle. And at the bottom of the triangle, one of the legs is yourself. And the other leg is whatever else you want to put there, whether it's your spouse, whether it's the church, whether it's your friend, whatever it is, right? The other leg is, is, is anybody else. As you grow closer to God together, you will inevitably grow closer to one yeah, another. The triangle becomes smaller and smaller. Triangle becomes smaller. And that bottom line between you and, and that other person gets shorter and shorter yes. as you're growing closer. As you're to growing God. closer. Yeah. And so that's that's how it should be. We should always be striving to grow closer to God. You know, I the first time that I heard my campus minister, who we've also had on Jared Hyatt, mm-hmm. uh, say uh, with regards to his wedding vows, that he said during his wedding vows, I vow to never love you more than I love God. The first time I heard that, I wasn't a Christian, and I was like, what in the world have I gotten into? <laughs> this is so weird. You are spending the rest of your life with this woman. Of course you should love this woman more than you love anything else. As I have grown in my faith and as I have grown in my understanding of what God has done for me, I... I vowed that I will never love Alyssa more than I love God. Mm-hmm. I believe that. I believe that that is how it should be because God is primary. God is first. And if we choose to put anything other than God first, well, that's an idol. That's not ideal. So as we talk about being in need of Christ, there's a couple places that I want to go, and they're all in Romans. So Romans chapter 3, verse 23 says this, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That all word there. Don't stop there. No, I'm not. I'm not there, (laughs) right? But all have sinned. That's not just you, Dylan. That's not just me as Chris. That's not just you who are listening. Mm -hmm. That's everybody. Yeah. In the entire world, everybody that's ever existed, that is who has sinned. And it goes on to say, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness, because in his forbearance, God has passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. And then we move forward to chapter 6. I think chapter 6 is such a powerful chapter. I've encouraged our teens to read it uh, recently uh, and and continuously. But Romans chapter 6 is just such a powerful chapter for the idea of uh, of once saved, always saved, right? Of mm-hmm. uh, what we should be doing once we have become a Christian, right? Mm-hmm. Even how we become a Christian it, it, it is mentioned here. It's just such a powerful chapter. We're going to read the first four verses. And I want to encourage you who are listening to go back and read through Romans 6. Take some time out of your day to really just study this chapter because it is so powerful. So verse verse 1 of Romans chapter 6, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Now recall, Paul here is writing to Christians in Rome. These are people who have already accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior through baptism. And we'll get to that in a second. But, But these are Christians. 
And so Paul continues on in verse 2, certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. We have all sinned. And because we have all sinned, we all need saving. And that saving is available only through Christ. There is no other way. There is no other option. It is only through Christ. And I think... And that's why it's important that we recognize we're, we're talking to people who who believe in God, who believe, yeah, Jesus is, is most likely real. Well, he is also the only way. He's the only way. There's, there's no other way. In it. And I think so many people get that mixed up today. Yeah. You know, we... Yeah, we believe in Jesus, but... I really want to do this, and I'll go to heaven. It's not a big deal, yeah. right? I'm a good person. I believe that Jesus is real. I'm set, yeah. and that's false. It's just it is. There's there is so much more to it. I mean, you look at the the first century Christians and how many of them were persecuted. It was said that Nero lit up the sky with fires as he mm-hmm. burned Christians on the stakes. Yeah, you know, all of the apostles, with the exception of I think one, were martyred. Yeah, I, well, and yeah, with the exception of, of John, yeah. who died of age on Patmos. Um, yeah, but the 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 crazy thing is, is that we'll look back to those martyrs. We'll look look back to generations of Christians who gave their life for Christ, and and thank God for for the the blood that was was shed for the cause of Christ. And then we but sit we, on our couch we, and do nothing. We won't give him one drop of ours. Yeah, it, we won't give it, him sweat. We won't give him tears. We won't give him blood. It's we might give them a Sunday morning. Yeah. Well, and yeah, there, there's so much that, that can be said about that as far as just that's, that's why we need that revival to, yeah. to put the obsession of being, being obsessed with pleasing Christ back into people's lives. But, um, it's going back to the spirit. It's a, it feels like People think that we can control the spirit. We ask him to come at 10 and leave at 11. Yeah. It, we we say, please come, the spirit, like work in our lives, but but don't change our beliefs. Yeah. It, We're going to believe what we want to believe. It, it's, it's sad. Yeah. But that's why we need love. That's why we, we need revival. Yeah. When I was- Boy, uh, how do we need Christ? We do. You know, prior to being a full-time minister, I, 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 ta- I taught tennis for, for a decade. Um, and I, it's probably my least favorite phrase that has ever been used to me, and it was used as a compliment. Hmm. But I was upstairs one day eating lunch or something, and, and somebody was asking me a question about, about my faith. And, uh, you know, I responded, and somebody else who was standing right beside said, yeah, Chris is, Chris is a, uh, he's, he's a, a fervent Christian or a, um, Oh, I forget, I even forget what word he used, but it was basically a, um, you know, he was really uh, a zealous or just on fire for it, but used in such a way that it was, it's over the top type of a deal. Hmm. Um, I forget what word it is. I'll, I'll have to remember that later. But the reality is, is that we should all be like that. Like we yeah. should all be over the top zealous for Christ. And if we're not, if we're just lukewarm, we'll, Revelation talks about that. Yeah. He'd rather us be cold. Yeah. You know, God would rather us not really believe and trust in him than be lukewarm. Yeah. 
And I think that says a lot because it, when we are lukewarm, we choose to be lukewarm. That's what we show to the world. Well, what's, what's pretty incredible and what blows my mind is that sitting on a fence is super tough. Have you ever actually tried to sit on a fence, like physically? I have not. Sit on a fence. Because that sounds like it would really hurt. Painful, super tough. Satan has made it seem, though, as in our culture, that's the easiest thing to do. Satan's put cushions on the fence. Yeah. He's put a he's put a little he, bench he, that goes over it and he wants on it. people to sit on the fence because he realizes people tell can can realize when they're cold. Yeah. And so he'd rather them be sitting on the fence yeah. because it draws people who are on fire for Christ to say it's easier to sit on the fence. It's comfy over here. And it's it's a it's a fight, man. It is yeah. it is such a fight because Satan he's crafty, but man, is he the worst. Yeah. You know, if, if you're listening to this and, and you, I guess there's a, there's a couple options listening to this. One, you're you're right along with us. Yeah, amen. We we need more of this. You know, I, yeah. I hope you're on fire. I, I believe Dylan and I both are on fire. Otherwise, I don't think we would be talking about this the way we are. Yeah. Um, but um, but if you're on fire too, we we thank you. You yeah. know, we we thank you for serving the Lord. If if you've lost your fire and 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 this message has convicted you or or convinced you to to re-engage in your spiritual walk then uh, we we will pray for you and, and we would love to hear from you mm-hmm. uh, if if you believe that someone else needs to hear this please share it with them we're, we're not trying to um, we're not trying to make people upset or, or to get on people's bad side but we are trying to preach the truth yeah and the truth is not always easy to hear I've got one more place I want to turn to before we close out. Let's um, do it. John chapter 12. John chapter 12. In John chapter 12, Jesus has a, a crowd of people around him. Mm-hmm. And um, it's so cool what he says there. Let me finish flipping over there. Then <laughs> I'll let you know what he says. Um, but starting in verse 27, Jesus says, Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? But for this purpose, I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. Then the crowd that stood there and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said, an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, this voice has come for your sake, not mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now will the ruler of this world be cast out. And I when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. That's the point of of what we're trying to get at, is that people are going to come to Christ at some time or another. One way or another. We will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Absolutely. Um, I'd much rather be on his side now. Yeah. um, Because I know that that there is going to be a judgment and I'm going to have to answer for the things I've done. You're going to have to answer for the things Mm -hmm. you've done. But when, when you're washed with Christ, when, when you are cleansed with Christ, when, when God looks at folks who have been cleansed with Christ, all he sees is Christ. Exactly. And I'd much rather be in that situation than to get up there and, and God say, Bro, why were you lukewarm? (laughs) Why'd you do this? Why'd you do this? Why'd you do this? Yeah. I would much rather have Jesus as my mediator. Yeah. Answer for me. 
Say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Yeah. This one is mine. All people are going to be drawn to him at some time, but he's not going to answer. Yeah. He's not going to represent all people. Yep. So. I um, I, I think this is a very important topic that depending upon where you are and who you are, you might either talk about this a lot or you might never hear about this. Mm-hmm. And... I hope that it has been encouraging. Uh, I hope that it has been as inspirational. And I hope that you have seen that we're really not using our opinion uh, with the exception of what we believe the world is like. Um, we're still saying regardless of what the world is, we need Christ. Mm-hmm. We need love. We need to worship God. We we need God. We need to be on fire for him. Yeah. And... Um, whether the world is serving him or not, doesn't matter. We still need to be on fire for him. We still need to love him. Mm-hmm. What the world does is what the world is going to do. Our job is to be the light in the world. Mm-hmm. And if we're not the light in the world, who will be? Then it's going to be dark and cold. Yeah. All righty. Well, we appreciate y'all uh, tuning back in with us after uh, a month-long break. <laughs> a little sabbatical. Uh, hasn't really been a break. I mean, we've been super, super busy. It's been a break but... from podcasting. <laughs> yep. So we're glad for y'all to jump back in with us. Yep. Um, and we are excited for this fall to uh, keep putting these out um, and and carrying on. Yeah. If there is anything that you would like us to discuss, if there's anything you would like us to talk about, uh, if you would uh, like to be a guest on the show, you can reach out to us. We mm-hmm. can we can see if we can set that up. Uh, we're not going to guarantee that everybody that reaches out will get on, but uh, but we have no problem talking with you and, and figuring it out. And uh, just let us know. We 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 would love to have some um, some input from y'all as to what you would want us to talk about, what we need to uh, discuss more of, and and what would encourage you more. Mm-hmm. So just let us know, and and we will we will do our best to. Uh, to, to proclaim the word. Yep. So, all right. Well, um, if you uh, could just listen to the next little bit and you'll see how you can help us out here at Bible Conversations. We love you all so much. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Bible Conversations podcast. I want to tell you about a couple of ways in which you can be involved or help us out. You can like us on Facebook and share our posts. You can send us an email at kcocbibleconversations at gmail.com. You can follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can even leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We're also partnering with Ministry League. This is a wonderful app full of so many different resources to help you grow your faith. We love you all. Now let's go start a conversation.